What's up, Pastor Drew? How you doing? Doing wonderful, man. It is great to be with you on your podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, so tell us a little bit about why the podcast is called Showbread. Showbread because it's fresh. I love it. Need a fresh word from the Lord each and every day. Just like that manna in the Old Testament, showbread before the Lord. It was a means of offering. It was something they brought. It was something that was mindful of the goodness of God, the substance of God. And it had to be fresh. That's awesome. Right now we're doing, uh, was it Facebook Live right now? Yeah, right there, man. Awesome. Top level. What's up, everyone on Facebook Live? Who we got on there right now? We got someone on there. Oh, man. Yeah. Loving it. So um, I just want to ask you a couple questions. I know it's uh, as an episode two. You had C.S. Anderson on. C.S. Anderson, C.S. a good elder, author, good friend of ours. Awesome. I, I was in I was in the session. You guys, it was really impactful. Uh, I just want to ask you a little bit. Who, who are you, Pastor Drew? Well... I am blessed to be a husband of my beautiful wife, love my life, Jeannie. I got four kids, so I'm a father, and I love to preach the Word of God. So I'm awesome. definitely a preacher. I also consider myself a martial artist. I love training the awesome. kids. I got to do one fight, yeah. and I do karate tournaments. And so my identity, most importantly, is as a child of God. Awesome. I know God loves me. I know He's called me. I got His Holy Spirit. So, I mean, there's a lot of things we do in life. But I get to pastor a church, my wife and I, we planted the church some 14 years ago, and it has just been a great journey. Awesome. So, I obviously you know, Pastor, this podcast is going to go all over the world. So, oh, give wow. us give us a little bit of, uh, give us how we started, how you started this church with your wife, Jeannie, and how do we get to this building today? Just give me a brief, you know, I don't know, we're, you know, the last 14 years of Riverside Christian Assembly. Well, it's been a great journey. Even before 14 years, when I was about 13 years old, I'm 36 now, I really came to know Jesus Christ, got really born again at a youth camp, and I just was on fire for Jesus after that. It's been 23 years, been reading the Word since, and I remember that day where I came to know Christ, and uh, the following year, I got filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and I wanted to do more, I wanted to serve Him. And so me and my brother and some friends, we started a Christian rap group, believe it or not. Awesome. And we Tribe. Got, Tribe, that's right. We had a lot of tapes back then. Remember tapes? You'd yeah. flip them over in CDs. Absolutely. And we did that for years, but it got me on stages. So I love preaching the word and I love seeing people come to Christ and got some of the confidence of preparing, of executing, of standing in front of people with a prepared message. I like playing basketball, went to Bible college. And while I was at Bible college, I got to go to India. And when I was in India... It was on my heart to preach to the people there. Uh, previous that, I almost dropped out of college. You know, I felt pretty lonely. And my dad, he's a great pastor. And so I knew a lot about the Bible. So I, in class, I didn't feel like I was getting a lot out of it. I felt out of place. And one day when he was driving me back and forth uh, to college, he said to me, why don't you think about starting a church someday? Maybe a church in Riverside. Yeah, I'll think about it. I didn't know Riverside. never been to Riverside. But then fast forward, when I was in India... I thought the best thing I can do is reach these people how to reach this man. I don't know his language. I don't know his culture. He's already mad. And then I sensed the Holy Spirit speak to me. Started a church in Riverside. And so I was really excited about it. And it just so happened a couple of church planters were there with me. And I got to room with them. And I didn't tell them what was brewing in my heart. But they just told me the joys of starting a church. So when I got back, I told my dad. I told the elders. And they wanted to support me to start a church in Riverside. I was dating back then, Jeannie. And so I told her what was on my heart. And she was for it and prayerfully. So for the next year, we'd visit the city as often as we could, scout it out, and we knew that we were going to do it. So once I graduated, the next week I got married, and then went on our honeymoon, following week got ordained, and then we moved to Riverside, and we started JW North High School for five years, just a couple of people, a couple of old friends of mine, maybe three, four, five of them, moved out to the city to help, and 
that first year was a lot of hopeful ignorance. You know, we just were so excited and on fire. We did street evangelism. We were at the parks, we were at the bus stops, doing Bible studies in every house we could, and slow, steady growth. So we met there for five years, and the church grew to about maybe 50, 60 people. And then we had to move to Riverside Christian Middle School, and uh, we met there for two more years, big haul, and slowly, steadily grew to about 70, 75, 80 people. And then with Valley Christian Assembly's help, the church that sent me, my father's church, they helped us buy this building. They did the lion's share, so we got it debt-free awesome. here in Rubidoux, That's about awesome. a mile from downtown where we wanted to be. Let's go. And it's been a great journey. A lot of weddings, Amazing. a lot of memorials, a lot of street witnessing, a lot of sports ministry. We've had this karate program going for about 12, 13 years, and that's brought people in. Coaching's brought people in. People bring people in, really. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, we run three services, Saturday night service at 6, 8.30 service, 10.30 service, and I love getting to preach. We've got a Wednesday night meeting and Thursday morning, and we're seeing a lot of people get baptized, mm -hmm. filled with the Spirit. Awesome. It's been a great journey. If, you know, like... People out there that want to know if they wanted to visit the church, what's the church like? What's what's the congregation like? What's the preaching like? What's oh, what's it like here at Riverside Christian Assembly? Dynamic, <laughs> dynamic. Okay. We have the ability to try new things. We have the ability to be so diverse, all different ethnicities, different ages, different backgrounds. You will feel like family here. We preach the Word of God. That part is not so dynamic. In other words, it's just the Bible. We preach the Bible. Mm -hmm. We got the old pews in there. We open that book each and every week. And we preach with passion and power. And we believe that it is the preaching of the Word. The power of salvation is in that gospel. So we're going to preach hard at you. We're going to be praying for you. And the worship is incredibly encouraging. It's refreshing. When you come here, people will greet you, shake your hand. I think you'll feel at home. I do a lot of membership meetings with people. People are new and they want to become a member. They meet with me in this office here. And, and I always ask them, what's one word that describes our church? And it's almost always family. If you're looking at something to belong to, if you're looking for something bigger than yourself, everybody has gifts, talents, resources, experience, unlike anybody else that God fashioned for his work in the church. So we're looking for you, friend. Come there on you down. Yeah, there you go. Cool, man. Well, hey, I, I just wanted to take this brief second and brief time while we're together. And is there anything on your heart as a pastor that you want to talk to maybe some of the listeners out there today and maybe something from the message from last week or maybe you give us a little preview for the message this week? Maybe maybe there's a theme or a topic or something that you that's on your heart right now. Well, hey, we love God and we love Jesus. And Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. And I want to make sure that people are born again, that they're filled with the Spirit. You know, life has a lot of troubles. You know, it's, it's not easy for any of us. I know my wife, she had a back surgery, and it's been tough. But we have the Holy Spirit, and we have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. This last year has been a difficult year for our board. Brothers lost a wife. Brothers lost parents. There's been a lot of hardship this year, and the Holy Spirit is good. Amen. In these last days, you're going to hear a lot of bad news, bad news about nations and armies, diseases, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, politics. But I'm excited. In these last days, the Spirit of God is being poured out upon all flesh. And so this week, we're starting a new series on the book of Joel. In just a day or two, we're going to start talking about how the things that the locusts have, have eaten, the years they've taken, our bad decisions, our disobedience, what others have taken, other armies rose up against the nation of Judah. It was a hard time in the days of Adaliah, that wicked queen. And yet, good would come after it. And so I'm going to give people that hope of the Word of God that what you have lost is not really lost, but God can restore. Amen. And then we're going to take the, the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit being poured out. Well, the book of Joel ends with those that couldn't be pardoned are pardoned. 
So it's going to be a time of salvations, a time of filling with the Spirit, a time of refreshing, a time of hope. So if that's something they need, check out those sermons on the book of Joel or come on down, Riverside Christian Assembly. If, I, if we wanted to come from L.A., how would we get here? Oh, it's so easy. We're close yeah. to L.A., close yeah. to San Diego, close <laughs> to Vegas. We're close to all of it. We're all close. Oh, friend, yeah. just take the 60 freeway and exit Rubido Boulevard right uh, next to Riverside and Harupa Valley area. When you exit from Rubido, you just turn, go till it dead ends. And that's uh, right down the street from the church. It's Twining Tilton Street, 4075 Twining. Got a great website. We got a great app. You can get directions, log in. It is easy to find. It is in a residential area. So if you weren't looking for us, you might have a hard time finding us. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, it's an old blue building, a historic building. It's been there for about 100 years. Mm -hmm. But the life of God has not always been in there. And now it is. Yes. We got people coming from Newport Beach. Coming from banning. People drive an hour sometimes. Yes. The do. Lord is doing great things. you got to go where that fresh water is, where the fresh bread is. Fresh showbread. Come on, Showbread. Bring the showbread now. I'm going to fire off a couple questions. Can I pass a drink? Yeah, you betcha. This is Fa great. Favorite food. Oh, man. I like eating steak. That <laughs> might have to be number one is the steak, I think, baptized in A1 sauce. Although in the city of Riverside, I love kimchi changa. Kimchi changa. The Korean... Mexican fusion. Nice. I get the spicy pork. Okay. It's something Come special. And that now. salsa. That salsa. With the chips for a dollar. They are good. Very I've had fluffy. That. They are good. I, I eat good every day. I tell you that. Favorite flavor ice cream. Oh, man. I like ice cream too. I like the kind with the Reese's peanut butter chunks. Okay. And the, the peanut butter in it. That's good. Uh, okay. Mint chocolate chips always good. I had a delicious ice cream last night. Like mud pie or something. It was okay. wonderful. Okay. Come on, man. It's salt, ice, sugar, if you, flavor. If you could drink any soft drink, what drink would it be? Oh, don't even play. That's easy. It's a, Monster Energy, Monster Adults, man. You got one of these here, Oh, man. It's Raspberry <laughs> Monster. That one is currently my favorite. The teas. The teas. I, I like the teas. Peach tea. The, the lemonade one. I like the zeros. The zeros, the zeros are great. Are okay. Yeah, I, I look forward to drinking one of those. Sports. Favorite sports teams? Uh, you know, I follow the UFC the most. I, I enjoy watching the fights. I like Bones Jones. He's just Bones a dynamic, Jones. incredible yeah. fighter. Let's talk a little bit Wonderful about that. Wonderful champion. Pa Pastor Joe, I heard that, that that you were in the ring as well. Can you talk a little bit about oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, but before I, I get more on Jones, he's not my very favorite. Okay. Nick, the Italian stallion, Angeloni. There he is he's right there. Champion. He's watching his... <laughs> Oh, he is my favorite he's fighter watching this. So there's a There's 100,000 viewers watching. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, listen, he is awesome. He's an upcoming star. Awesome. Uh, also, Ken Shamrock came and visited the church. Ken Shamrock did visit. I got to tell you, Ken Shamrock is an awesome fighter. Yeah. He's a legend, first inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame. Um, so, yeah, but going to your question, I got to get in the ring. I trained really hard for it. I was a little older. Uh, previous that, I'd done karate for uh, 12, 13 years. Uh, maybe a little less than that. And I blew out my Achilles. I pulled, I tore my Achilles playing basketball, and so I gained a lot of weight. And um, and then somebody posted that the Camo organization, California Amateur MMA, was looking for some heavyweights. And so I said, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I talked to my sensei, Mr. Tucker. And he said he'd be willing to train me for it. So we did like a, a couple-month camp. I had uh, my main man, Pastor Manny Camanero, the gloves guy. Mitts? Hey, the oh, he's a great mitt guy. Yeah. And then Jesus Fontes, Frank the Rizzo, they're my training partners. And every day for about two, three hours, we put in work. And I dropped about, about 40 pounds wow. in just about two months. And uh, it was an incredible time of hard work. Every day I just adjusted my schedule. I neglected some of my other responsibilities. You know, being in my mid-30s at the time, it was hard. 
because uh, after I train real hard, I didn't tell everybody this, but man, I'd be, I'd be drained. Yeah. I'd need to take a nap for about an hour yeah. and then get going on my daily things. But I worked really hard for that fight, and I was super nervous. But because of that, every time I see a guy in between rounds or, or walking up to the fight or in the back room, it comes back to me. And it was the most focused experience I've ever had. Every moment being in that cage with my opponent was like right before you hit a baseball when you're playing baseball or right before you make that running catch in football. Mm-hmm. Just that line of focus. But there's no break. Mm-hmm. And I kind of gassed out quick. Yeah. When we started, I thought I was going to eat the guy for lunch. He had his yeah. arms dropped. Mm-hmm. And I went in for the big right. And he, he threw a counter left hook, caught me in the jaw. My mouthpiece went flying. They even stopped it for a second to pick up my mouthpiece. I go, oh, man. Yeah. I'm in a fight. Yeah. But we game planned. I, I kicked low. That was my best move probably was low kick, low, low kick, kick, low kick. And then second round, I faked low and caught him high. Nice. And almost ended him. And then the third round, don't watch the third round. Don't watch the third round. No, man. Don't he dominated the third round. He yeah. got on top of me. Who ended up winning that fight? Oh, I won. I won. Okay. It was close. It was a split decision. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a great experience. And my opponent, Hector Cornell, he's going on to win since. And I think he'll have a, a good career if he wants it. He's tough. And... Uh, I was fortunate to keep it on the feet as long as I did, nice. but it was a great experience. And uh, so let me get let me get this straight. Let me get this let me get this straight, okay, Pastor Drew. You're the pastor of Riverside Christian Assembly. That's right. You you are are you are you a black belt as well? That's right. Second degree now. You're a secondary black belt. You're one and zero. Undefeated. Profe- undefeated one and zero in professional fighting. I might retire undefeated. I might have to now. You know, I can't think of any other pastor in Riverside County that, that, that has the type of pedigree that you have. Well, listen, to each their own. God has gifted talents and passions. And being on your podcast is a joy because there's a freedom. We live with such liberty. Yeah. And, you know, pastors, we, we see the best in people, the worst in people. You know, we're called out in the heavy days, the hard days. One of the things I've done for the last year and a half with my dear friend C.S. Anderson is we, we put together a newsletter. And I got some good help, too. Mr. Koppel's been a oh, great editor and a lot of contributors from the church. And it forces me every week to see the great stories. And so we put it together. It really is a matter of perspective. And, and pastors have an opportunity to have more freedom with their time, although they're busy, they're occupied, they work 60 plus 70 hours a week, many of us. And um, we're there at the hospitals, at the funerals, and, and through marriages that are in disarray. It's a hard work. And we have some license with our time. And so, yeah, I think each pastor gets an opportunity to walk in their passions and desires, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. And the world needs people that are on fire. Mm-hmm. They need people that are fully alive, that love God, and, and, and every day have joy in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I could do another training camp with my time. I have four wonderful kids, and, and they deserve time, and I have responsibilities. But it was a joy to live in that liberty. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage uh, pastors, you know, whatever God's called you to, each should have their own pedigree. Mm-hmm. Each should be special. Mm-hmm. You know, a long time ago, people used to badmouth denominations, but denominations are great. You know, it was before denominations in America was one of the first countries that really had different kinds of churches everywhere, peaceably. You know, there was wars by the Catholic Church, by the Protestant Reformation, the Church of England. People died and bled so that their country or their territory could just have one kind of church united. You come to America, friend, we got different kinds of churches all over the place. People think that's a problem. That's an answer. You want to wear hats? Go to that church. You want a four-hour service? Go to that church. You want a one-hour service? Come to that church. They talk too much about fire. They talk too much about politics. They talk too much about this. To each is their own. You know, God is a great God. He's given... Gifts and talents, experiences uniquely 
There are so many people in this area that need Jesus. Amen. I think we are suited to reach many of them. Mm. Uh, is our church suited to reach all of them? The gospel reaches all of them. But friend, we only got so many parking spots, so many seats, podcasts, the internet. Man, this is limitless. We can reach yeah. even more people for Jesus. But I think it's a great strength that pastors find their calling and their passions mm -hmm. and get the opportunity to walk in them. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, just to wrap it up, Pastor Drew, if there's any, any, anyone that's listening right now that needs to hear Christ, what would you say to them? That God loves you. God loves you so much. The guilt you feel, the shame you feel, the out of place you feel, the, there must be something more that you feel, that wandering in your soul. That's a result of our sin. That's a result of our separation from God. We've broken God's laws. In our hearts we have. We've been angry with people when we shouldn't have. We've lusted, used bad language. We've all broken God's laws. We're born that way with this sinful nature, and God knew that. And so God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross in your place, in my place. God is a just God. and Our sins must be paid for. But Jesus has paid for all of our sins on that cross. My punishment was put upon Him, and there's no double jeopardy. That's justice. And Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead. And if you'll believe that Jesus rose from the dead, that he died for you, that he's the son of God, then God will send his spirit into your spirit and you'll be born again. It won't just be outward religion. It won't just be your best attempts. There'll be a new desire, a new hunger for the things of God. There'll be a new connection when you pray. You'll want to pray. You'll want to hear the word of God being preached. You'll want to read the book. If you want that kind of life, then ask God from your heart. And I would encourage you, you can do it listening to a podcast. You can do it looking at the stars. You know there's more. Eternity is written in your heart. You have a conscience. You see the order of the universe. All this testifies of God. And so if you want to be part of something, if you want to be part of God's family, those of us that are born again, we don't fear death like we used to. I bet most people do fear death. Most animals do. It's a natural thing. But we have a supernatural life. Our Christianity is not a natural religion of rules and regulation, do's and don'ts, procedures, rituals. No, 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 no. We are a supernatural people. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we know that we know God, and that is offered to you freely. Awesome. Well, Pastor Drew, I really appreciate you being on the show today, and we're looking forward for more uh, Showbread podcasts to come out. Uh, if you want to give a shout-out to the congregants of Riverside Christian Assembly, is there anything you want to tell the people, tell the people of the oh, church? Man. I love you. And I am so thankful every day to be a pastor. It's awesome. I wanted to pastor a church that could be independent, have its own board, have its own building. We're dead free. Yeah. I Every day I get to pastor this awesome group of people. So know that I'm praying for you. Know that I'm studying. Know that I'm doing my best because we have a great group of people. I'm telling you, yeah. when I go to church, I love seeing the people. There's so many people I enjoy spending time with and seeing and nice. playing games with and Oh, I'm telling you, my life is very rich because of the church and Riverside Christian Assembly. Keep growing. Keep reaching out. Keep growing spiritually. And uh, know that you're loved and you're cared for. Nice. Pastor Drew, would you like to end us in prayer? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we pray for this podcast that every hearer would be good soil, that the word of God would grow richly in their soul. Lord, we ask you that your word would go forth all over the world. We thank you, Father, for Jesse. We thank you for his diligence, for his investment in, in, in materials and learning and growing. We thank you for the vision that you've given him. Lord, I pray that you would bless this podcast because it's your work, Father. You bless what you said you'd bless. If we preach your word, if we tell people about you, I think you're going to bless that. So, Lord, we're going to stand on that promise. We're going to intercede for our people. May Riverside Christian Assembly be blessed as we are generous to send missions, as we're generous to give, as we are 
committed to preaching your word. So command a blessing upon us, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.